The mornings of the pantomimes, Margaret was always sick in bed. Allo would say, Miss Crawford, Princess Margaret is absolutely pea green. I would go along and look at her, and Margaret, absolutely pea green, would say, It's nothing, Crawfy, it's quite all right. I am not worrying about you in the least, I told her. You'll have to be on the stage at two o'clock, but the morning is yours to do what you like with. I rather doubted the first time whether she would make it, but she did, though she was in bed until ten minutes before. But once she got up and had her makeup slapped on, she was perfectly all right. Lilibet took it all much more calmly, though I know she, too, was very excited. She never showed what she was feeling. They used to say I had the whitest of faces on the morning of the pantomime. The king, who until the last moment had never taken the pantomime at all seriously, towards the end of the rehearsals began to take an immense interest. He had never thought it possible his children could do anything of that kind, and he was always amazed by it. He went over the whole thing with me meticulously, as if he were arranging a battle campaign. Lilibet cannot possibly wear that, he told me. The tunic is too short. He was extremely helpful with suggestions over the dresses and full of constructive criticism over the articulation of the cast. I can't hear a word any of them say, he would complain from the back of the hall. In one of our later pantomimes, he rearranged the final scene completely and made it a great success. The whole cast had to march to the tune Red, White and Blue Christmas. Our attempt had been chaotic, for we had six-foot guardsmen and small children all cluttered up together. We had arranged a scene in which Union Jacks were unfurled on the stage. The way we had it, all the small children were entirely obliterated. The king reorganized it, so that the tall guardsmen stood at the back of the stage and held the flags there. All this activity was a very good thing for the younger people, who could not do anything much for the war effort. From our pantomimes, we raised between eight and nine hundred pounds for the Queen's Wool Fund. We used the stage and beautiful velvet curtains in the Waterloo Room for our pantomimes. Queen Victoria had had the stage put up in other days for household theatricals. Round this room there had hung for years wonderful oil paintings of the kings and queens of bygone times. These were all taken out of their frames during the war and stacked away in safety. We had had pantomime posters done in vivid colours for our show, and one day Margaret had a bright idea. We put these posters inside the empty frames. The result was quite ludicrous. There was Dick Whittington with his cat gazing down from a frame marked Charles I. Mother Goose appeared as Queen Henrietta Maria, and so on, all round the room. I had wondered if the king would object, and was a little apprehensive about this, but I need not have bothered. Not long afterwards, I heard his majesty showing someone round and pointing them out, saying, What do you think of my ancestors?